I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Doctor Is In. I have not done an episode in a long, long time, but before the new series kicks off, before the new series of Doctor Who kicks off, that is... I have got a very, very special treat for you in a somewhat acoustic, pared-back episode of The Doctor Is In. Now, for those of you who don't know, I had the absolute pleasure of writing my very first Big Finish story. It's one of the short trips on Volume 11. It's called Fear of Flying, and if you haven't heard it, go across and have a listen now. But speaking of Big Finish, Big Finish have just made something absolutely incredible. It is so up my alley. I couldn't not talk to the people involved. So... Big Finish has done an incredible new full cast production of Jekyll and Hyde. Now, this production is adapted from the 2016 Touring Stage production, which was adapted and directed by none other than friend of the show, Nicholas Briggs. He's an absolutely wonderful guy. But I also wanted to speak to one of the cast members, so I chatted with none other than the inimitable John Heffernan, who plays Dr. Jekyll and, spoiler alert, Mr. Hyde, in this production. So I got them on the line and asked them to tell me about this brand new production of Jekyll and Hyde for Big Finish. Enjoy. As creatives, how do you imbue meaning and weight into a story wherein the reveal is known by everyone? It's part of pop cultural knowledge. Everyone knows that Jekyll and Hyde are the same person. But I mean, do you, how do you bring something fresh to something that people know on a cultural level? I suppose, John, that's a question for me, isn't it? Yes, I think oh. so, Nick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, um, the thing is, it, the. <laughs> The power of the idea is so um, phenomenal that it's, you know, everyone's heard of it, even if they haven't read the novella or even seen or heard an adaptation of it. Everyone's heard of the whole Jekyll and Hyde thing. So it has a certain power. But what I wanted to do, the way I achieved the thing you're asking me about, I hope, is to uh, have the presence of Hyde uh, be... um, you know, like something appalling that's trickling down your spine, that people only had to hear about him. And this is something that's sort of hinted at in the original novella, but isn't quite as explicit as I've done it. Um, You only had to hear about him and you would start to fear him because there was something so anti-civilized and antithesis of everything good about him. And so there are various bits uh, during the dramatization, uh, which we did on stage uh, previously and on audio, the same thing where uh, Utterson, Gabriel Utterson, who's telling the story, would start to hear, there are moments where he just starts to hear Hyde breathing. And then just before something happens, there's just sort of, uh, and he snaps out of it and he's back in the real world. But Hyde is Hyde haunts everyone, not only who has met him, who has seen him, but people who've just heard about him as well. So there's just this idea that there's something so powerful about his evilness and that horrible balance to the good side of us that affects people on a level that they don't understand. 
I mean, the maid, uh, Maisie, at the beginning, who's reporting having seen Hyde murder uh, Sir Danvers Carew, um, she, uh, when we did it in the stage version, we had the fear drive her behind her chair. She kind of fell off her chair and, you know, and, and likewise, Mrs. Poole, um, uh, Jekyll's uh, housekeeper, when mm. she is trying to relate what she's peeped through the door of the laboratory, again, this can't, this didn't have an on audio because it would be too distracting, but it's there in the performance by Claire Corbett. It, on the stage version, when she was talking about it, it was like her feet were swept from under her and she just fell while she was talking about it. And uh, Utterson and Richard Enfield grab hold of her to support her because the story just makes her physically crumple. Right, but that'd be hard to do sound effects wise unless you use like a slide whistle or something, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't. You wouldn't want that, would you really? Um, <laughs> no. But, and also just this sort of feet clapping around at that point might be uh, distracting and people think, did someone just run away? What happened? But I did speak to Claire about that uh, through the haze of my COVID infection, which I <laughs> tested positive for on the morning I was directing it. But we right. can talk a little bit more about the cursed nature of this production, I dare say. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, John, you're a very, very good actor. Um, so in terms of billable hours, did you push to get paid for two roles or did you just get paid for one? <laughs> I can't remember. The script was so good. Um, working with Nick, I, I, would have been, I would have happily been paid for half a role. It was... Um, it was it was it was an amazing experience. It's quite a challenge because you've got to go to some, quite an extreme place, particularly with Jekyll, because he is essentially demonic. That's Hyde. And oh, that's Hyde. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's Thank changing you. already. He's changing. Start, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> Don't Split. get those two confused. Although he does. Yes, it's Hyde. Sorry. Yeah, it's um, but the, the opportunity that that um, audio gives you, as opposed to film or or television is sort of immense with this particular kind of high gothic material because it can take you to uh real extremes but also it allows you much greater intimacy that i, th that I think than any other medium um as nick was talking about the sort of the, the the tingles down your spine is something which you know is uh something which which this medium can do really well so it was fantastic just trying to find out the levels of that really yeah, we had a lot of fun. You played the nine for Big Finish, so you're no stranger to playing multiple people trapped in one body. How yeah. do you tackle that particular acting challenge? Because when I do it, I tend to flip between uh, wacky accents or just suck on some helium before monologuing. I mean, oh, you're a real actor. <laughs> wha so presumably wacky accents is, is great. <laughs> I wish If I could do accents, I'd be doing the wacky accents. <laughs> one of the nine is Italian. Just very Italian. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you... How do you sit there and craft two people without falling into the the pitfalls of stereotype? Well, I ho yes, I just hope I, I I hope I don't do that. They're essentially the same. Of course, they're the same person. So you want the kernel of of of, of a connection between the two, just like with the nine. You want something which is which you know, obviously they're, they're both me. So they're 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 going to have that anyway. But. Um, with Jekyll and Hyde, it is so. It is taken to. Um, it is taken so far. I think because 
I guess in the original, they're looking at uh, a high Victorian world of very strong morals in which there is a certain amount of repression in that society. I think Stevenson was interested in what is beginning, that, that there's a sort of fan, uh, Nick will know much more than me, but I think it's end of the 19th century, isn't it, that it was originally written. And yeah. there's a sense of something leaking out, of something not quite right, of, of society is beginning to curdle a bit. What's interesting for me is that, that that idea of man's ambition, I suppose, things that can come from a decent place. He, I think he starts off trying to do the moral thing, uh, but, but it, of course it goes horribly wrong. The interesting thing for me, it's casting John, that I'd completely forgotten about you playing the nine. So I wasn't thinking of that at all. And, you know, not to blow too much smoke up his trouser leg through the internet. Um, I, I just thought... Who do I know who's a fantastic actor who will bring a lot of truth to this? Because it would be so easy to do caricatures. And I think, John, it's fair to say that in playing Hyde, I, I probably, your instinct is always to be completely truthful and, and quite subtle. And I, I think I, I chased you a bit. I pushed you a bit to go further. And I, I mm. felt you were kind of... You, thinking is are you sure do you uh, you know but you know you found your way of going that far and uh, i hope when you hear it because you haven't heard it i don't think i haven't I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it but when you hear it i think it really pays off doesn't it paul yeah. it's, it, he's terrifying yeah. especially um, my favorite scene is really when uh utterson uh, first meets you in the street and you've got a scarf on and you were doing it sort of covering your mouth and then he asks you to reveal yourself and you did that sort of breath as you uh, you know and it, it's just a horrible moment isn't it and um barnaby k as addison just kind of it falls apart doesn't he, he kind of just goes ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks you you know for revealing yourself trying to be polite yeah what's great about audio as well is is you populate his dreadful visage with whatever you find yes you know di like disaffecting or unappealing whereas if it's a movie or if it's on stage, it's that one face. There's a sort of insert your own worst nightmare here quality to it, which is great. But it's 2022 and we're seeing a lot of darkness and a bit of light, but a lot of darkness, often coming from the same places. Do you, and this is a question for both of you, and I'm sorry to go like metaphysical here, but do you think we all have that binary within us, like a good side and a monstrous side? And, and by that rationale, is there a Jekyll inside even the worst people? Or the best people? Oh, even the worst people. I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, let's hope so. I mean, I don't know whether there is one inside Boris Johnson. <laughs> I knew you were going to go. <laughs> but I mean, I suppose his Jekyll is that sort of very affable side yes. to him, which people who meet him always talk about. I'm talking about Boris Johnson. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think, obviously, it's not that simple that everyone's bi a binary question you're either this or that they're various combinations and blendings of the two aren't there but i think yeah we have we have the for survival human beings do whatever's necessary and i think the job of the civilization of humanity is to teach us that the best way for us to survive is to be kind and good uh, when it often looks like the quickest way to survive is to be selfish hateful and pursue your own goals without any regard to anyone else that's mm. the easy quick solution you know just barge in front i want an ice cream there are 10 people here just kick them all in the head and get the ice cream you know or maybe think ahead 
made me think, what if I was one of those people in the queue who got kicked in the head? Maybe, maybe I want to live in a world where we just queue neatly and don't get kicked in the head because someone else <laughs> wants an ice cream. This is obviously a very profound uh, analogy. And there's a heat wave on right now, I can tell. Yes. Talking about ice cream. <laughs> long queues. Very long queues. <laughs> but do you feel like you want to traipse into the waters of profundity, John? Do you have any thoughts on the nature of oh, gosh, human forbid. humanity and good? <laughs> Uh, I totally agree with what Nick says, and I, I think it is about how we deal with how we deal with precisely that the the darker side of our natures, how we reconcile that um, with ourselves, and hopefully don't go to the extreme places that uh, that Doctor Jekyll does. Um, I mean, and also this is happening in the sort of very very early days of psychoanalysis, and you hope that some people have been able to. Um, yeah. uh, we have a bit more of an aware without want to go sort of super serious, but you a, a bit more of an awareness of mental health and everything else that goes on. Because I mean, also this is this is also a, a drama about addiction, right? As well, it's also about yes, someone who yes. sort of craves, who, who can't keep help but go back to it. So there's some there's some really serious stuff going along uh, under the surface or or above the surface. It's also yeah. interesting that the story was allegedly some of some of what is written about it says that it was written because Stevenson had written a book about a real case of someone he knew and liked who ended up it turned out had not only killed his wife which is what he got um, I think executed for uh, this guy whose name I forget um, he'd also been killing other people throughout his life and the story goes that Stevenson wrote a book about it but because it was so horrifying because it was true he burnt the manuscript on the advice of his wife, I think, and then wrote this analogy instead and, and wrote a fantasy about it, albeit a very realistic and gutsy one. But uh, yeah, that he was so in a way, the story of, of Jekyll and Hyde is exists because of a fear of the reality of what it's talking about. I think we've become even it's become even more pertinent, the story in um with online culture and people creating sort of selves, the, the idea of sort of presenting yourself to a certain side of yourself to society, like the doctor does to a certain extent, we've, we've got a, um, we can, we can really understand that. I think of the, of the yeah. idea of sort of, yeah, who, who we yeah. are really and who, and, and, and the, um, the side that we show to other people. I look forward to part two when um, Hyde gets cancelled online. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, one, I've one super, super quick question. I wrote uh, this question very late last night and I wasn't going to read it, but here goes. Uh, who'd be more fun on a road trip, Jekyll or Hyde? You know, like a, like a wacky road trip. Because <laughs> I think Jekyll, Jekyll's the good guy, right? But good's not always fun, surely. If it was a sort of Thelma and Louise road trip, I think I'd choose, I think I'd choose Hyde. <laughs> go, out with a, go out with a bang. I was going yeah, to say, sure. if you want to be bludgeoned to death with a walking stick, then choose high. <laughs> um, I mean, they do, they do say that in his younger days, Jekyll was wild. So maybe choose the young Jekyll. You know, oh, when yeah. they say wild, I don't know quite how wild. I don't think it was uh, walking stick smashing wild. <laughs> that doesn't quite okay. work as an analogy, does it? No, well, like finger licking good, walking, walking stick smashing. Great. Let's yes. do a euphoria style high school. Just, you know, some very strict boarding school and cast young, hot people in it and have just the, there's just, you know, they're never in the same room at the same time. It, it doesn't make sense. 
but one's a way better kisser. Anyway, this has gone off the rails, um, <laughs> much like uh, Dr. Jekyll's uh, experiments, but I cannot thank you both enough for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's, it's, a, it's a stonking good listen, and I can't wait to hear part two. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.